Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. More crisis fatigue. Have you heard of it before? No doubt over the last 12 months, you would have experienced it in some way, shape or form. Now, whilst it's not an official medical diagnosis per se, it is a term used to identify um, as a human response associated with burnout due to chronic stress. So what's chronic stress, I hear you ask? Well, that's a response to emotional pressure suffered for a prolonged period of time, um, which an individual perceives that they have little or no control. Of course, COVID and the year 2020 in general is a prime example. So understandably, um, you know, following just the widespread stress of the events of last year and over the, the last 12 months, it's become evident that the majority of us have experienced the symptoms of crisis fatigue at some point. It really has become like a little bit of a phenomenon, not just here in Australia, but globally. And naturally here in Australia, we've fared very well uh, in this re uh, regard, um, I think, as opposed to other parts of the world that are still suffering. So many of us um, may very well be experiencing, I guess, the mental and physical symptoms that come with this condition still, um, as we are phasing out of it. We're not completely out of the woods yet, as we know. So today we're joined by our very special guest, Susan Robinson from Mummy to Twins Plus One, who has admitted herself to suffering with the condition. Thank you and welcome back. It's so great to speak with you again. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, look, I'm... Really excited to be talking with you, of, of course, and welcoming you back. You've been a partner of ours here at Kittypedia for, for many years now. And so as a character reference, I know you personally and have had the privilege of knowing you for a number of years now. And I know that you're of sound mind and have dealt with stress and pressures in your life well before COVID. So, you know, your experience with crisis fatigue is not something tied to any other medical condition or mental health issue, just for the record, just for us no. to say to everybody else no. watching and listening. It's a very real condition that the majority of the planet have you know, simultaneously experienced at the same time, which I guess in itself is quite unique, don't you think? I do, I do. And I think I didn't realise I was so exhausted and stressed and just overwhelmed with everything until we stopped, like we were a little bit better off, as you were saying, um, that we got more of a handle on the the, the pandemic. Um, we'd um, stopped a lot of the outbreaks. We had many lot more lockdowns, but um, it was just the fact that when we got out of the majority of the lockdowns in New South Wales and then somewhat life got back to somewhat normal, um, it was just really difficult because I was just really exhausted. I was overwhelmed with everything because there was just going nonstop. So you had unemployment, we were unemployed, you had kids at home studying, you had trying to work to make a living to try to pay your bills, the stress of how would you pay your bills, um, how would you keep the mortgage, how would you keep the house, why would we want to lose something we've fought over 20 years to have, you know, um, 
do we cash in some of our super? Do we not? Do we, you know, um, it was just um, some decision where we didn't do that, but some decisions were very fraught with like, if we do that, what's the outcome? Um, if if we don't do this or can we do odd jobs to make a living, um, applying for hundreds of jobs and getting nowhere because nobody was employing anybody, um, having to call banks to put things on hold, you know. Well, and it, it, it's um, something that no doubt, as we just said, that families all around Australia and around the world have been experiencing and I think this is a really important conversation to have for, for families. Sorry. But the thing is, we were very lucky in Australia because we had a government that helped us. We had structure and we had help and we had banks that listened to payments and everything like that. So we could get ahead. We kept our house. We've kept everything, which is great. And I've been very lucky to get a job to help everything out. But because of the, I think because of the constant layers of it all, I think I came out of it and then I was talking to some other mums at school because I was just basically walking around feeling so tired and I was like, gosh, I'm so exhausted. What's going on? Um, and I said to one of the other mums, I said, oh, I don't know about you, but I could do with three-month holiday. <laughs> and um, she said, oh, I'm with you. Let's go together. And then um, one of the other ladies said, oh, where would we go? And I said, I don't know. I said, Are the borders open? <laughs> so it was, it was just um, um, so I realised very, very, very quickly that um, it wasn't just me. And I think because the fact that you just soldiered on and you're doing you normally do your job and you normally do the house, you normally do the kids, you normally do all the other stuff, but you don't factor in um, total unemployment, you don't factor in total financial stress, you don't factor in that kids are going to be home full-time and not be able to go to school, you don't, you know, you don't factor in that you're not going to be able to travel and you don't plan for, you know, not being able to the unknowns I suppose so um in that respect you know it was the next level I suppose um which I'm sure others have felt too so um but that was that was where I was coming from and then I was joking around at home I said well it's like I've got crisis fatigue it's like every two minutes there's another disaster happening whether it was um worldwide or whether it was some kid fell over and hurt themselves in my house and then I had to go to their hospital all night or whether it was somebody was sick and, oh, God, do you have COVID? No, you don't have COVID, but, oh, God, you've got to stay home and, oh, what are we going to do with that and we've got to get you tested or I've got to get tested. You know, there was all these other things that normally you don't think about but now you've got to think about. Um, so, yeah, so um, that was sort of where I was faced and then now with... I suppose, being responsible for trying to bring more income into the household to make sure that we move forward, um, I suppose that's stress as well. But um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to have got the, the job last year to have allowed us to to keep on going, I suppose. So, um, but um, 
yeah sharing all of this and and no doubt people watching and listening um have sorry now tears all over me no i Look, I, and um, I'm I'm sorry that you've you've had to go go through this and experience this, and and I I really hope that anyone watching and listening as well can uh, empathise um, with with yeah. what you've been going through, and no doubt families, as I said, all around Australia and globally as well. And we would really hope that this is the only experience that we would have with well, something like this, you know, in well, our who, life. Who knew we'd live through a hundred year pandemic? So you know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was doing research um, on some examples of situations that can lead to crisis fatigue leading up to the, to the interview oh, yeah. today, and there's some really pretty heavy stuff. So this gives some context as to what you were just talking about and yeah. realistically what what we've just lived through and, and it's just sort of in the wake of now. So here's a list for you, okay? So it's war. <laughs> Political yes. instability, economic okay. depression, natural disasters, and racial injustice. Now, one would hope collectively that the human race would become much more empathetic to anyone that's experienced any of those previously now, I think, as well. Like we we hear about these big, heavy oh, things that. that people just switch off a little bit emotionally and just say, that's a little bit too hard to deal with. That's a little bit too heavy, and I'm just going to go back into my happy bubble where I'm safe. But now people understand a little bit more that, you know, Crisis fatigue is something that that is equally um, obviously experienced with with a pandemic. So with war, political yeah. instability, economic depression, natural disasters, a pandemic, racial injustice, we we understand now. And I would really hope that people are really more empathetic to listening to stories like yourself, to understanding um, this in yeah. your situation, and also just looking at other people around the world that are experiencing and have experienced any of those things that I've just rattled off from that list, yeah. list that um, that we would, would would be much more um, empathetic and, and, and supportive of That's that. And it's, but at the end of the day, it's still, I guess we're all relative, isn't it? And it and it doesn't take away from anyone's personal experiences of what COVID has meant to our lives. Um, and you know, I think look, what I understand and what I read of crisis fatigue that it does subside on its own um, when a p- person starts to feel safe again. So in my research um, about the possible symptoms of crisis fatigue, which you've no doubt experienced, I just wanted to read some of these out so other people may understand and maybe be able to identify if they've been really tired and they haven't necessarily identified maybe this is why I'm so exhausted and have been for such a prolonged period of time. So here's some symptoms. So physical and mental exhaustion, changes in sleep, such as sleeping more or less than usual, changes in appetite, feeling numb or empty, Um, and people experiencing general emotional distress during um, a prolonged period of time in a crisis, they they may also sort of feel anxious or helplessness, um, lack of empathy for others, um, have maybe unexplained physical ailments and body aches and pains, um, excess use of of using um, drugs or alcohol or cigarettes more frequently, um, becoming emotionally withdrawn, having difficulty in returning back to work or to school um, or study and just having um, problems in concentrating. So these symptoms can last for weeks or months and may even be worse, um, I guess, if the crisis and if their situation feels like it is ongoing and there's no end. So it really sounds like you experience quite a few of these symptoms by the sounds of things, hey? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, However, I did... 
I did understand that it was not going to be permanent, you know, and I did understand it was from external forces. And um, most of it was all related to the pandemic, really, like the virus. Like, you know, the kids wouldn't have been at school at home learning and there would have been no lots of job losses without that happening. You know, it's like there was all these other flow-on effects that caused other things. And then it was like, well, we had grand plans last year and they all had to, you know, go out the window because we, A, we didn't have jobs, didn't have money, and then we couldn't travel. So, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, that's out the window. Um, but then I just decided, well, it all seems to be the world's all gone to shit, really, I thought. And um, anytime I thought I turned on the news, it was like, well, what's next? So I thought, well, bugger that. I'm not going to watch it. So I just stopped watching stuff. And then I thought, I don't really want to watch that. You know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You know, there was horrible things happening in America and horrible things happening elsewhere and the UK wasn't faring well and I've got relatives there and we've got friends in the U- in America too and we were like looking at it going, oh, it's just all horrible. Everything seems to be horrible. So, yeah. And so I just thought, well, there's not much we can do about it. Um, so the only thing I could really do was try to soldier on, you know, do little things at home to keep us happy, so co- so so to speak. Um, you know, do pet I enjoy simple things. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were moments. lucky too. We had some things that were slowly reopening here, so we could then eventually go to the movies with a mask on, and then um, we had different things to entertain the kids at home and. Um, Lots of things got cancelled, which unfortunately made the girls and my little boy very upset because everything got cancelled. Um, what else? Um, which I'm sure other people have had experience with. Yeah, with heartbreaking their- to see the kids have well, moments where they've had. And you paid for concerts and you paid for, you know, I, all this stuff. It was just like couldn't happen. And I was like, I understand that, but I'm just disappointed because it would have been fun. Um Oh well, so realistically yeah. in Australia, we are lucky now that we we are we are the lucky country. Um, yeah, understanding yeah, we've got yeah. family and friends, as you you mentioned, you've got family yeah. in the UK, so do we. Yeah. I've got family in in Europe and, and yeah. friends in America. There's a lot of other countries that are still in in the, the belly yeah. of the beast, so to speak, with lockdowns and those types of things, and just slowly sort of coming out of that lock, lockdown yes, we are, period. We are very lucky. So I know, I'm, I know I'm complaining and whinging, but... It's not saying, but still all relative to your life and, and to, well, the, the thing to your is, family. We, we, we're lucky. We haven't had anybody ill from anything, so we, we're very lucky from that. Um, we, as I said, we're lucky we've got a roof over our head. I'm like, I just realised... It's a very important thing, I think, in, in these, these well, times yeah. as well. well we still have our health. I, yeah. I did. I did that too. I just sat there and thought, well, I should just be grateful for what we have. It yes. Could be a lot worse. <laughs> it, gives, it could be a lot worse. We could be somewhere else. We could be homeless. We could be, you know, who knows? The, the perspective. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We could be living in a smaller space with three children going mad. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's um, all perspective. Now, yeah, yeah. Louis, um, 
Now, you published an article um, on this topic and about your experiences called Crisis mm-hmm. Fatigue. Now, for someone who hasn't read the article yet, um, can you yep. just tell us a little bit what it's about and what has inspired you to write it? And as we understand, it really does address the events of your life in these last 12 months because we understand you've experienced not only COVID but the bushfires as well in the last 12 months, like many families on the East Coast, um, plus added yeah, financial no, stress. Yeah. And so it is no surprise um, that you have experienced crisis fatigue. So can you maybe just give us a two-second <laughs> introduction into what the article's about? Okay. Well, um, not only the year before, like 2019 was a bad year too. Um, um, my husband had a car accident that wasn't his fault, but he, he ended up having to, his car was totaled and we had to then get find the money, get a new car. So we did that and then he um, his contract was over in 2019 in November and then we had the bushfires and then so there was constant, I think, five to six months before, you know, in January anyway, we were having bushfires. So we were constantly having sirens, there was smoke, there was everything. We'd hang our clothes out, you'd smell like smoke, you'd go anywhere, you'd smell like smoke. Um You'd be looking at the fires near me out, wondering what was going on. Um, you'd see helicopters coming over, you know, dumping water everywhere. Um, what else? Oh, yes, so we had that. And then we had lead up to Christmas, we decided to leave early because the fire, they were blocking off some of the highway. They had the highway blocked up to go towards um, Mudgee and Bathurst Way. That was all blocked, so you couldn't go that way but they blocked the highway just a block up from our house to come towards Sydney. So we were thinking if they blocked it even further, we would be stuck regardless of whether we wanted to leave. That must have been um, terrifying. Well, it wasn't exactly near us at that stage, but they were predicting that it was going to travel down this certain line. So if it went down this certain pathway, it could then very clearly run down with the highway and jump and because if the winds changed because we, we're sort of more, we're not in bush, but um, we're sort of more suburban, like urban. But it doesn't really matter because apparently about 50 years back or so, it ended up burning out a whole lot of, you know, Lura, all the, the, the township of Lura, you know, so but it what, can happen. What does it actually feel like? So when, when you are in that scenario with, with bushfires and you are surrounded by them, what, what emotions do you actually feel? Like, what do you go through? Well, Understanding you've, you've got a family, you've got your house, you've got... Well, we didn't, we, we cared about the house. We just made sure we had a go bag packed with passports, essential documents, et cetera, you know, papers, you know, insurance. Like if everything burnt down, we checked to see what we'd be owed. You know, we checked everything. So we had all that organised, birth certificates and stuff, um, photographs that we can't replace. So we had that ready. Um, we were just checking the fires near me out and basically like we were seeing where things were and how close things were and then if they got too close, we were just going to get in the car and go. So because um, we, we can't. We've got three kids. What do you do? You, you can't stick around and say it's too it's too late to leave. Where, where do you go? You can't huddle, you know. So yeah, we left. Um, but we were planning on leaving anyway. We were planning on going to my husband's parents at Coffs Harbour for the Christmas week. But um, we ended up bringing that forward a day. So because, as I said, they were closing the roads and we didn't know how because we've only got one road in and one road out. So if they close the road, we're screwed. So that 
we did that. We came back and we came back. Well, the house was fine. Everything was fine, which was good, but there was black ash everywhere. There was on the Monday after, 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 um, the Monday week after Christmas, um, we had lit, uh, lit, um, um, leaves land in our garden, um, and stuff like that. So we were just making sure they were put out. And then we went into, yeah, so we went into terrible weather. We were lucky though because we didn't lose anything. A lot of people did. So I can't, it must have been. But when you look at the year and you think to yourself, you've had that um, traumatic experience with the bushfires which led directly into the experience with with COVID and everything else. I mean, you're feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. that like you it? <laughs> it is it is something like so epic when you really do retrospectively look back at it but you mentioned you felt at that time that you were always exhausted and always stressed out and it wasn't really yeah. till you spoke to other mums that uh and you felt like those conversations that you had with other mums that really helped you understand that you weren't alone and that there yeah, was others feeling the right. same way so did those conversations you had with mums sort of help you as well yeah, they did because they kept on saying that they kept on feeling that they were constantly on. They're constantly on. Do you know what I mean? Like because they've all lived through the fires as well. And then after the fires, we had all this flooding because we had all this like bad floods. And then we had COVID. And then everybody's being displaced because of work, etc. Because of COVID. And then a lot of parents have been driven mad by you know homeschooling. So, you know. Um, well, and that's the other thing is the, the added stress of homeschooling in the midst of everything as well. So it's, it's another added layer. So even yeah, though yeah. the pandemic didn't, yeah. you know, let us visit as many other people and we and, and didn't have access to to as many support people as 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 as, as usual um, as well, um, from that perspective, you know, I mean, tell us what your experiences were with that with homeschooling as well. I'm oh, trying to juggle everything at the same time. Well, it was basically me doing it. Um, it we, we had um, the twins home from school because th- at the time they were school. The little boy, my little boy wasn't in school. But um, we were trying to keep him in childcare, but we couldn't keep up with that because we were running out of our savings because we were going through our, our savings. And um, so you had the kids and then you've got all of your work commitments. You've got your, your husband at home. So everything's happening. All yeah. And, there's, and there's no room. <laughs> and, <laughs> and no doubt, no doubt that's extremely exhausting. Just the whole experience. I just of, wanted to tell him that you shouldn't be here. You should go somewhere else. And I was like, well, where do I go? And I'm like, I don't know, just not here. <laughs> but the thing is you couldn't go. There was there was no pubs. The library was shut. You know, there was nowhere really to be. I suppose you could sit in your car outside, but that's a bit of a lonely existence. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's my understanding that the best way to overcome crisis fatigue is to focus on, you know, setting building blocks for healing and for good foundation yeah. for wellness, which can include things like ensuring that you've got a healthy diet and nu- nutrition, which we all know, um, we you know, it's important for us to eat a balanced diet with plenty of fresh fruit and, and vegetables. But I understand mm-hmm. it's also important to focus on things in our diet that are anti-inflammatory foods that promote really good gut health to help re- regulate the body's stress um, response, which those types of things can sit in our gut, obviously, for a long, a long time. So 
those types of things are important for us. If people are still feeling that they have crisis fatigue and that they are still carrying the weight of last year, maybe it's a good idea for just to consider um, looking at, you know, diet and nutrition and and just regulating the body's stress response by sort of ensuring that there are lots of antioxidants and anti-inflammatory foods to promote that good gut health. Of course, exercise is a really great thing to help both mentally and physically increase production of the brain's, the the feel-good neotransmitters um, and endorphins as well. So um, do you find that sort of getting out and go for a walk? And and, I mean, we find that on any daily daily basis anyway, in any situation, obviously, it's crucial for us to do that. But definitely when you are in a really big sort of black, big black hole, the getting out and exercising, getting that fresh air and, the, and getting the endorphins kicking can help as well, that you reckon? Yeah, it was good. Um, I took the kids to the local oval around the corner from the house because we couldn't go to at the the height of everything, the lockdown. We couldn't really go anywhere. And so you had to keep your yeah, you couldn't. They couldn't go to parks. I think the play equipment. They closed all that, and they closed other things, which was maddening. Did the kids find that really difficult as well? Yeah, especially the little, especially my little boy, um, because he wanted. He saw all these parks, and I said, "But we can't go there. We can't. We can't do that. I'm sorry. We just can't. We can't." And then he was getting really annoyed and grumpy and horrible. And so I thought, well, how about we go to the local oval? We'll take a soccer ball or we'll just go there and we'll just kick around the soccer ball or run around like idiots or we'll take the bikes, you know, as a family because you could go as a family. So you could go down and so we did that. We They rode their bikes and husband and I walked or I took them and then we went down there and then they got off their bikes or they either rode them around the oval because um, some of the people, like, they either jog around the oval or walk around the oval. And um, so the kids were doing, like, riding around. Um, well, we'd do the soccer ball, as I said, we'd do that. And, Are you still um, doing those things now as, as well? Is that something that, that was just then or this is something that you continue in doing? I'm trying to, but it's been pouring down with rain. Which so, um, <laughs> is unusual. It's, <laughs> it's torrential, absolutely torrential. It's horrible. I think um, it's important yeah. for us now to identify um, a, a line in the sand, I think, and, and sort of say, well, that was then and this is now some of the other things that we need to heal to move forward, to, to move away from from this but and it's important for us to identify that we have experienced something like crisis fatigue um but having a strategy and a plan to move forward to be able to sort of heal our, our bodies another really important thing i've read also is important is 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 finding what really is, is great for your own level of relaxation so calming the mind through either deep breathing um meditation nlp stuff um visualization just to improve i just your your state of mind and your peace of mind because I think it's about understanding you're not stuck where you are. It's about moving forward into a better uh, sort of set of circumstances. And, of course, sleep is something that can really help sort of recalibrate the stress hormones and um, just boost really good emotional stamina because we all know that when we're exhausted, everything is 10 times worse, isn't it? And then when you have a good sleep, you go, that actually isn't isn't that bad. The next day after you've had a good cry the night before, <laughs> the next morning it never, never feels as bad. So, you know, doing what you can to have a really good night's sleep is something really important. But um, in the article, you, you actually suggest other ways to, to help boost and um, sort of, I guess, deal with crisis fatigue. And the first 
the first one you you mentioned is have some downtime. So that's very important. The second one you mentioned is to take up a hobby. Do you want to maybe just ex- explain yeah. a little bit well, more about that? Just like, I mean, it, if you're still stuck somewhere and you can't get out, like maybe it's something that you can do online, maybe some online learning. Um, there's um, a really great one that I use, which is called Masterclass. So they have a whole lot of famous people teach you stuff. So you might That's cool. learn you might want to learn how to bake bread or you might want to learn how to do Japanese cooking or you might want to learn how to write a screenplay or, you know, um, they have Penn and Teller teach you magic. Um, you know, there's all sorts of different things that you can do. So you can also too, depending on where you are, because um, as I said, things have opened up a lot more. So you will be able to probably go somewhere and um, like join a class. Um, but you'd have to make sure that obviously that there's, you know, right numbers because I think people are still doing the numbers thing for classes and for for things so you might want to make sure that you can get in <laughs> um online classes are still great too of course yes, yeah, that's, it. that's it so i i would suggest doing that or maybe if you have a local group um doing things like sewing or knitting or um is there something that you you like photography you might want to to join a local a local group and just go off and do some photography and maybe get some of your stuff seen by somebody you know you might decide to paint paint some art and just give it a go and see how much you like it and might not be you might not be great at it but you might feel because I like doing it it's relaxing I'm not brilliant at it but it doesn't matter because it's, it's something, something that makes your heart sing. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. at the end of the day, you've got to think about it. It's, it's putting energy back into yourself. It's putting that good yeah. energy yeah. in that's going to sort of top yeah. up your, your energy levels. And as you said, it doesn't have to be for anyone else to see it. It's just something that if it's cooking, if it's it's an artistic hobby, no matter what it is, it may be that you know, you may, may have had competition sport that you were in previously. You don't have to compete in it again, but jump back into that pool and swim those laps or um, whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. Or you might, decide, you might decide you don't want to do any of that. You might just want to be left alone for the afternoon. You might want to read a book. Yep. You know, um, you might just want the quiet time to have a cup of tea or something and to sit in the corner and just I think it's important to be able to understand that, you know, it's to have that self-awareness to say, well, these are the things that make me feel good um, and and I'm going to schedule in the time. I think we spoke about that one of our chats last year. It's all about scheduling the time. Do you remember that chat? Yeah, yeah, it's it's about finding the time because if we don't schedule it in, say, okay, every Tuesday I know the kids, I've dropped the kids off at school and I've got two hours or whatever it is every week that, you know, that I can fill just for me and this is something that um, I'm going to ensure that I'm going to walk away and feel great. So, you know, and so these are the things I think is very important to identify that, you know, yes, with what happened last year, no doubt everyone's had some some form of an experience with crisis fatigue um, in, in varying degrees, but let's, you know, start to have some level of commitment moving forward to healing and moving forward um, because it's not anything that we want to be continuing dragging on and experiencing. So, and I also think that, sorry, I also do think that um, part of it is is a good thing because it's allowing you and family members to prioritize in a way what's important to you and to your loved ones so you know like 
for us paring back everything, you know, like we don't need that, we don't need that, we don't need to go there, we don't, you know, no, 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 no. And then to actually show the children that that's not needed, we don't need that, you know, we don't need that, we don't need that, we need this, we need this, this and this, that's an add-on. And if we can, nice we have. will. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to, you know. So I think in a way it was very stressful, but I think it was an interesting learning exercise for them to see that you don't have to have a lot of stuff and you don't have to be everywhere and to spend shitloads of money to have everything. To have happiness. To, you can yeah, have happiness can, in the humblest yeah. of places, as they say. That's it, that's it. And that's what I said to them. I said, honestly, I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I said, it doesn't matter what we have as long as we're here, we've got a roof over our head, we've got food in our bellies, and we're happy. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting, isn't it, retrospective? Are you okay? Oh, I'm okay. It's, sorry, very silly. Um, no, it's not, it's not very silly at all. This is very real. This I is just very real. Think, I think that I suppose it's the consumerism too that it's about everybody saying, oh, we've got to have this, got to have this, and it was really evident last year at the shops with the girls, and I'm like, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. Put that back. Put that back. We don't need that. We need this, this, and this, and this. We don't need those. So, yeah, we can live without it. We, you know, and I think a lot of people probably went through that as well. So, but I, as you said, it's going to be interesting to see how this might have affects or um, influences. The children that went through this in a way because like my little boy keeps on saying oh I've got to sanitize <laughs> and I'm like oh that's a good thank you and then he said oh we can't be so close we've got to have distance and so it's really interesting that all this is suddenly you know embedded in their brains so, yeah I think it's it's going to be very interesting that's what I was just going to say yeah. earlier just to see where they're yeah. kids, where the kids what they they take from this um in and what's gone into their long term memory that they will remember another 5, 10, 20 years time. Um, so yes. I think as, as parents and as, as leaders um, that we need to be able to show them um, the way to be able to deal. And I think, I, I mean, ident- I, admitting that we've, we've gone through a stressful time is um, mm-hmm. and, and something like crisis fatigue is very important, but equally, as we just said, to draw a line in the sand and to be able to focus on healing is just something that's extremely important. So with, with that, if, if you were to summarise, I guess, your key messages from um, this chat today, how would you do that and what would they be? Right. Well, I would say you're not alone if you're feeling like this. Like if you suddenly have come through just constantly being on for everybody, running around like a maniac, doing everything and just not stopping, and then when you finally sit down, you suddenly think, oh, am I tired? Am I sick? Am I exhausted? You know, like I can't put my finger on it. What's the problem? Like I I just feel like I've just got everything's up here and I just want to sort of just be, I just not, I just want to be not on. I just want to be alone. I want to be not on for anybody. I want to have a break. Um, but unfortunately for some people you have to keep on going. So 
I was sort of trying to come to terms with that. And as I said, once I talked to once I talked to other people and said, "Oh, I'm going a bit mad. Is it? Is it? I'm tired. Are you tired? What's going on?" And then a couple of the other mums said, "Yeah, I could go on a three month holiday." And I'm like. Far out. I said, same here. And I said, oh, can we go together? And it was just like, what should we take? Not the husband, not the kids. <laughs> and it was like, just by ourselves. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, it's, you know, I'm not alone. Um, so it was very interesting because then I thought, well, it's obviously something that everybody has experienced in various different ways. And nobody has been openly talking about it. Or if they have, they haven't shared it with me. Um, so um, it's okay to admit it. It's okay to admit yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's and not like I'm going. This is about today. Yeah, it's about you that's know. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's not like that. I was complete. It's not like I was completely depressed, or I was not like I was like having meant. It was not like that. It was just I think the pile up of things on top of each other at the time was just sort of like. And the whole but, idea. But that of, does lead to sort of a form of post traumatic yeah. stress disorder, PTSD <laughs> yeah. as well. But it does yeah. because, I mean, these things, yeah. that's what I'm saying, if, if they're not dealt with. So I think it's really important also to identify and understand at what point, just to pick up the phone, there are so many free helplines here in Australia. Um, we are so lucky and we will have all of those links in the show notes also that it's, um, it's on the path to healing that it's always important to be able to to speak about it. As as you today um, heartbreakingly um, have, have broken down in tears a few times, but that's important to get that out as well. I look terrible. Sorry. No. <laughs> But it's important to, so for any, anyone watching and listening, we'll have all of those helplines in the show notes um, and by all means um, reach out to a professional that can help as part of the healing yeah. process. But um, if anyone's got any other questions for you, Susan, and they want to reach out and, and just, you know, share some of their experiences with you as well, like whereabouts can they find you? Sure, mummy to twins plus onecom Okay. We'll have that handle and all your socials and stuff in the show notes yeah. also. But thank you so much for so kindly opening your heart and, and your story uh, to your experiences with, with crisis fatigue. And we really hope that this will help um, many other people identify that, you know, I've actually felt that. I've gone through that and that that's what it was, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not alone. And, uh, and and for everyone else to, to, to put their own path to healing in place and whatever that means for them, um, the things that we've shared today, maybe doing some more research themselves or speaking to a, pro to a professional, um, you know, everyone's in, you know, here to help and support one another as, as much as possible. But thank you so much for being so kind um, and generous with your time and your story. But I'm um, sending big love to you and, and the kids. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, we'll chat again soon, no doubt. Big love. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.